All right, Bark, Bark, Bark. We're here with another legend, Corey Sitar. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's really nice going through this and talking to everybody beforehand and just catching up. It's a great excuse to, to, say, to say what's up to people. How are you doing out there in Hong Kong? I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm missing the softball. My softball season was uh, was cut short because of uh, damn Omicron. So love listening to the podcast and hearing that uh, DSL is back and, and strong. Well, it's great to know we have listeners from all over the world, uh, especially the legends still, uh, you know, tuning in to, to see what's going on. Now, you know the mission. You know what we're doing here. We're talking Hall of Fame. You know, you're in. You're not on the list, but you're in. <laughs> you're the one person that I've had to say. No, no, Sitar is in. The rest of them we are part of the discussion. Um, I've, but, uh, I've actually heard from Maddie. The reason I'm not in there is I'm just too damn good looking and uh, shame all those other ugly mugs in there. Other than, obviously, uh, Pam and Eva are much better looking than me, but those other guys are pretty freaking ugly. So There's some ugly ones in there, that's for sure. <laughs> and some ugly ones that need to be included. Now, the reason why we're reaching out to you specifically is because you were around in the very, very early years, and there's not a lot of turnover from those years to now. So there are some uh, obvious choices for induction into the Hall of Fame from recent years. I think for now, if you have names from the first seven years or so of people that are in jeopardy of being forgotten about completely now. Right. Uh, I think the one of the first names that comes to my mind is uh, Jeff Malaski. Um, still in Daegu, right? But he's, uh, I think, probably officially retired. Uh, he hasn't played in a number of years, but he's uh, so important to the history of the league for those that don't know. Uh, in addition to having been a captain and playing early years and being a very good player, I mean, he was basically the league historian for the first at least seven years, probably longer, videos, uh, photographs. I mean, we started every uh, season and finished every season with a Mulaski video and montage of photos. And uh, a lot of what you can find on the webpage is probably uh, because of him, the memories that a lot of us look back on and, and even have saved. I have photos from that time saved to my computer. Uh, it's thanks to him. And for that alone, never mind the fact that he was a, a captain and played, uh, I mean, a, a real legend of the DSL in my mind. Yeah, I remember those um, videos that he used to make before the season started. He, he got all the captains around, had a concept, filmed it, edited it, put it on, on YouTube, and they would play at the opening parties. And I think he or um, Queasley tried to do it, tried to keep it up, maybe did it one year, year and a half. And it's not happened since. Yeah. So much it was, energy. People were, I mean, I would watch those videos over and over again. I remember there's an awful one on YouTube of uh, all of us doing a rap, each yeah. captain introducing our team in a way, not the players, but introducing what our team was in this awful, awful rap. I looked like a freaking idiot, but I love the fact that I look like an idiot because of that. And I remember being at his place once and just seeing how much time and effort he put in to doing it. I mean, he loved it. It's, it's his hobby. I think he's still into that kind of thing, but I mean, the guy probably spent 50 plus hours a year uh, putting this together and that's some dedication right and the amount of joy it brought to to people watching these highlights and funny plays throughout the year uh, I mean that's, yeah, uh, it that's really is a him. shame that um, there's not as many people uh, recording games rec like taking pictures Stollery is live streaming it but 
man, I used to love watching highlights or lowlights of myself and my friends. And that just doesn't really happen too much anymore. He, he cut so many things like the, 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 the there was a, always a section, right? At least a minute, minute and a half of just drop balls, uh, people making mistakes on the base pass. It's like, how does he catch up? And then, you know, you got to catch it in a yeah. good angle that makes it interesting that people know what's happening and then put that all together at the end of the year. Like it really was a dedication. And, and I think I, I know the people who were there while it was happening uh, are very grateful for it. But I, I think it's so one of those things that it, it was acknowledged during the season, like we'd often give them a gift certificate or something. But I think that's a passing thing. Uh, it, it's definitely a, a Hall of Fame worthy uh, contribution to the league. In addition, I mean, he was a very good player and and a captain, and I believe he won a championship with Hebsey's uh, team that, uh, you know, sh- should have yeah. been my championship. Yeah. The field of drunks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jeff Molaski, absolutely great. Great person for inclusion into the Hall of Fame. Um, and, you know, it's kind of up in the air what, what constitutes a Hall of Famer in the DSL. But yeah, Molaski just checks so many boxes in, her, in terms of just being a, a powerhouse uh, for the league, right. definitely in there. Are you you don't mind me saying, like, I've heard you have this discussion with what qualifies somebody to the Hall of Fame. And I don't know that it's an easy thing, um, especially as we get to, uh, you know, 16 years of this league. It's 16 this year, right? Yes. Yeah, 16 years of this. And, you know, sometimes there are only people who played for two or three years. But at the time when they left, that was the entire, um, like my Kenyan, for example. Um, but I think it's one of those things, if you have a captain that's been around enough years and you just hear a name and can you tell the story? I think you maybe you mentioned this, but if, can you tell the story of the DSL during that player's period without mentioning their name? I think that really is what it is. Can you refer to the specific period of the DSL and not mention that person's name. If you can't, then I think that that makes them at least Hall of Fame eligible. I don't think it's strictly, are they really good at baseball? Because all of the people that are in the Hall of Fame aren't all necessarily great softball players. It's not really about that because DSL is more than just about the quality of softball, right? It's about did they help build the community? Did they help make this league? You know, uh, did they, when you go there on Sunday, are you looking forward to seeing that person, right? To, that to me is what the DSL Hall of Fame is about. Yeah, a couple a couple people that are in it that I think prove that point are Drew Merchant and Heather Watson. You couldn't talk about- Wait, you couldn't imagine when Heather, like I played with Heather, Heather is a friend of mine here in Hong Kong too. You can't, you can't really tell the story of the DSL if you're not talking about, uh, about her. Okay, so we got Malaski. Who else are you thinking? Um, you know, this one's a, this one's going to be interesting because uh, when he played, he was quite dominant. Uh, Mike Darmore is a very interesting player, right? Yep. And, I'm not sure if he played enough years, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm a big Mike fan, by the way, you know. But I'll always hold it against him that he hasn't continued to play. I'll always hold <laughs> it a little bit against him. Uh, yeah. But when he played, he was, you know, truly just a dominant player. And actually he participated. I actually think he might've made the play that field of drunks here. He might've made the play uh, as a substitute. He came in uh, late in the year to play for Timpano's team. And he, I think he made the throw that stopped me from being able to score from third to tie the game, eliminated my, eliminated my undefeated team uh, in the playoffs. And then oh, field of drunks. That's right. Yeah. Score yeah. He came in. Right. So, uh, uh, but really when he played, he, he was, the best player 
second best player every year he played. I think Darmore is a great, a great person to bring up. Boulder brought him up, but I think he's a great example of a guy who, if we don't put him in the Hall of Fame now, his story is going to fade out. Yeah, I would say 95% of the league have no idea who he is. They've never met him in Daegu. As far as I know, I, as, as of last year, he was still in Daegu. I think he's still at Young Hill, but he's just, uh, he just decided he didn't want to play anymore. Um, occasionally would come out, I think, here and there for a tournament. But uh, yeah, he hasn't played in a very long time. And he's that for sure someone that people are going to forget. Um, and at least whether he makes it in or not, but he's always one of those people that should be mentioned because uh, uh, he was so important to those early years. Yeah, like it. I like the Darmore pick. Who else do you remember playing with from back in the day? Well, Lindsay was the next name on my list because uh, she still is incredibly valuable to the league. And, you know, I mean, the co- the idea of cocktails that, that, that I think are quite popular now. But I mean, this is a Lindsay thing, right? She brought that to the league. Mm-hmm. Just the constant. I mean, is there a bigger super fan of the league? Somebody who comes out all the time, even when she's not playing. I mean, to me, that's I don't the essence of, of, right. I mean, Sarah, I guess, but Sarah's a Zach super fan, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is great, by the way. But like, you know, the, the people who come out and they watch and they just enjoy what the, the, the real reason the TSL is so important, right? And then bring something to that league, scorekeeping, right? When you're not playing and then learning to scorekeep, I mean, how valuable that is. We all like our stats, but so few of us want to actually take responsibility for doing that. And, and- uh Salary too, but you know, Lindsay didn't grow up watching baseball. She's from South Africa and she came here and I'm guessing learned about softball here and is yeah. now a scorekeeper, a stat keeper, which is quite a level of knowledge you need for the sport. It's it's really incredible that she's done that. And the dedication she takes to it when she she doesn't owe that to anybody, right? She does it because she respects the DSL. And uh, she wants, she knows that this is something she can do to give back to it. And she gets lots of enjoyment coming out and spending time with friends, right? But she also gives so much to the league and the cocktails on the big days. You know, that was always a nice uh, change up to have, uh, you know, and to think about the things that people want to drink. The fact that, uh, hey, you know what? Canadians like their Caesar. I'm going to track down some Clamato. Like, of course, it's good for making money, but, all, but that's not the sole reason, right? It's just thinking about the people in the league. And, and uh, I think that's pretty huge. Um, another name uh, that's come up that, that hasn't been mentioned on the podcast. I'm interested in your opinion about Jamie Cairns. Uh, you know, that's a great one. You know, Jamie, uh, I, I'm kind of embarrassed that I didn't think of Jamie right away. I mean, this is the, the I think these days, modern uh, players, probably he, he would be similar to uh, Stollery in the uh, hitting wise anyways, although a little more baseball, like traditional baseball knowledge, but one of those guys who just, you don't get, you don't get him out. Right. Like he, and he constantly was just on championship teams and always considered. Yeah. Uh, and this is, I hope he takes this as a compliment, always considered as like a, a just another guy on those teams, but he, he never was just another guy. Right. You would just yeah. look at it and you're like, ah, Oh yeah. Karen's is on there or not. But then you start watching games and you're like, oh man, Karen's with the three more hits. And oh geez, Karen's was, you know, the tying run. And oh geez, another three hits for Karen's, right? So he was like a little, I don't say openly disrespected, but nobody really appreciated what he brought to the teams and for so long, right? I, yeah. I think that's a that's a great name to bring up. I think it's shameful that uh I didn't uh 
didn't think of it. Thanks. I have a, on. I have a list of 30 people you're going to be embarrassed uh, for not coming up with. So no, no yeah. problem there. No, um, <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm trying to hit some names that haven't come up in the podcast yet. Lee sure. Babin. Great. Another great one, right? Captain for a while. Another guy who um, I think, you know, he had years where he was, was drafted a, a little higher in the, the draft compared to Jamie, for example, but, a, and a power hitter, a, a great third baseman, great third baseman. I think he had one year as captain as well. It's a great name for consideration. And another guy who follows along uh, the DSL, what's going on when, uh, when he's back home in. Uh, yeah, in that's Louisiana. right. I, I talked to him from time to time and uh, yeah. yeah, he, he misses it. He's with us in spirit. Um, I'm going to give you one more name before I kind of pivot a little bit. Sure. John Hallbrick. Hallbrick's a great one. I mean, this is that uh, those have been around in the league will probably uh, uh, find it funny that I think, think this because uh, there was a year where Hallbrick uh, probably yes. should have won the MVP. Tell us. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to tell the story. This is the, uh, I, I, I love Hallbrick. He's a great guy. Uh, I actually uh, was in just as the pandemic was beginning. He was great. He got me a ticket to Chappelle in Bangkok, met up with him and Drew, and we went to the Chappelle concert. I'm glad he got that for me. But he was up for a uh, MVP. Most people thought he was going to win. He won the Triple Crown, right? And the way the captains vote is you would list your votes. You'd put five people, five points for your first choice, four, three, two, one. And... Uh, when I, and I was calculating the votes, but I love him. I thought he was amazing, but the way he was used on defense wasn't good. I thought the best player on his own team was uh, Jason Greener. So I actually had Greener uh, rated higher. And when the points were calculated, uh, this is the second time it happened in history. There was another season this happened. Uh, I think Matt Campbell ended up winning. At, and Matt Campbell was also on my team that year. So it yeah. seemed like maybe I had like, messed around with the with the numbers or something to make sure Campbell won the MVP but Matt Campbell wasn't my top choice for MVP that year so it wasn't even my vote that would have pushed him over but I basically gave none of my top five points to Hallbrick yeah as a result he lost by like two or three points the MVP and Murray Johnson was his captain was livid he was so angry we're in a bar he's losing his mind at me (laughs) and and maybe rightfully so I mean we, you've talked on a previous podcast, I think two podcasts ago about Hebsey and I uh, fighting at a cat over Gaskell versus Whitaker for, yeah. for MVP and, and, and uh, being mean to each other. Uh, so it happened and it's happened at other times as well. I think Bolger and I one time over Carpenter and Aldred, uh, I guess it involves me often, but it's not always just me <laughs> in these arguments. Um but I, I just, I was being honest. I, I love Holbrook. I think he's probably one of the uh, most uh, dominant hitters we've ever had in the league. But when I was thinking of it, I was trying to combine best hitter and best offense. I think I had Aldred as my vote for MVP that year. But uh, it cost him the MVP because I didn't give him any. If I'd even put him, I think, at like at the two, he would have won or he would have won second. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I remember it. I think it was yeah. the year before I jo- before I was a captain or before I joined the league. So I, I wasn't there when it happened, but I've, I've heard that, yeah, you didn't have him anywhere in one to five and he was yeah. according to everybody else, the clear winner, but you in effect tanked him and then Campbell won. Uh, yeah. I think the, uh, most of that is true. He was, I don't think everybody else had him as a clear winner because even my, if that were the case, he still would have won without me uh, giving him five. 
a couple other people had him either like at four and three, but nobody else had him not one of the top three. And I had, uh, I think I had Greener as my two point or three point guy. I believe I had Aldred, Brandon, uh, Greener, Campbell, something like that, I think. But Campbell was like second on a lot of ballots and that pushed him over. Uh, we had another year like this where Brandon Brown was up against, oh, who was it? It was Algio had Brandon Brown. Oh, Josh Carroll. Uh, another guy who should be considered, not necessarily be in, but another guy who should be considered. But Josh Carroll uh, was on the, a Dougie's team. And they were, pro- they were for sure, it was one of them should have been the MVP. But Brand- uh, Doug didn't give any points to Brandon or only gave a one point to Brandon. And Bill Algio gave no points to Josh Carroll. And it, there was zero, everybody else was 5-4. It was either Brandon Josh or Josh Brandon. Like it was, there was nobody else considered for top two. But, the, and then everybody had Campbell at third. Poor Campbell. I mean, He's one a- of the best players prob- ever and two controversial MVPs because yeah. of, uh, a, now I swear to you, I, I was not messing. I probably was mistaken on my vote, but I wasn't messing for my guy because I didn't vote my guy high. I was just maybe thinking I was uh, too analytic in my decision. Hallbrook probably should have received at, at worst a three point for me. So I probably did him dirty there. But and anyways, I digressed. If people think that these shenanigans are a thing of the past, they are not. This happens in every fucking meeting. For sure not. Like we take it so, that's what, like the, the part about being captain is like, you, you really fight for your guys. Like the next year you'll be fighting against the very guy you talk great things about because he's not on your team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Hallbrick for sure. I mean, like also like this, this is a real ball player, right? He was a catcher uh, guy, guy and he just, just kicked the shit out of the ball. Like hit the ball as hard as anybody I've ever seen. Yeah. Great, great name there. Um, so you bringing up Josh Carroll was, was kind of the last part I wanted to, to hit here. Um, there's, there have been three names that have come up in talking to the old captains that I had never heard of before. So for me, I, I didn't know Josh Carroll and Dougie brought him up. Um, another one was Steve Barber and the last one was Mark Harper. So uh, Mark Harper, I think, was early on. So in the first two years of the league, I played at all the games, but I was also working every Sunday. So I would come play and leave. So I don't know. I know who it is, but I can't speak intelligently about him as a ball player. Uh, but for Barb, Barbara was my second captain, a still good friend. He's from my hometown. It, well, he works in my hometown in Canada. Uh, great, great guy, right? He's part of that early that second stage of people who helped the keep the, the league going, you know, in the, in the, you know, the Pam and Nick and, and the Bolger and Dougie and J.O. And then Barber, you know, was one of those early captains along with Kenyon and Malaski. Um, definitely. And a really good, good, solid ball player as well. And a great guy. I think that's a very uh, good name. The, uh, and Josh Carroll, still a good friend of mine. He, uh, the funny thing is the first championship I won was the year three with J.O.'s captain. And we got him, he started our year, him and Quinn Walker. So think how important Quinn Walker, they were like swapping spots in the outfield on that team because they were like, you know, they're good, but like, you know, they're just, they're okay. <laughs> you no, know, we had right field Roger Rooney was on that team. Uh, 
I try to think of who else we, we, I mean, we were just, Matt Campbell was a late season addition, uh, Jerome Corbett, another guy that uh, should uh, come up. Most people don't know Jerome Corbett, um, an early season, an early league uh, guy, but uh, Josh, you know, uh, by the next year was like in the, the second round draft and then was up for in his, the third year at, for uh, first overall. And that's the MVP thing I was just talking about. He went from like just a really, he was a Muay Thai kind of guy, uh, an MMA guy, just athletic. I'm not sure how much baseball he had actually played. Then he came on. He was probably one of the fastest people. Like if you think uh, queasily fast, right. But like also just a brick shit house, like just pure muscle and with flowing locks, right? He had these long hairs, like not quite uh, shortstop Jesus locks, but uh, like that runner around the outfield, he covered so much ground, just killed the ball and was just a ton of fun and, uh, and love, love to drink as well. So uh, definitely a guy the league missed, you know, only played a couple seasons, I think three, uh, but uh, you couldn't talk about that era of DSL without talking about him can't talk about the first uh, three or four years without talking about Barber. And I wish I knew more about uh, Mr. Harper there, but I don't, uh, I didn't know him well. Uh, that's okay. We've got, we've covered him a little bit. We will get other people to fill in those gaps. Um, I, like I said, there's, there's 30 or 40 people that you and I could both wax on about here. So for the sake of brevity, I'm going to thank you for the names that you've given us, Mulaski, Darmore, Corbett, whoever the hell else you say. <laughs> um, but really, it's a great excuse to, to talk to the old guys. And um, it may be a little insider DSL. Uh, some of the new guys, uh, one of the early podcasts we did last year, Hebsey and I were going on and on about Dan Lacey, the Dan Lacey Award. And uh, Ryan Rogers goes, who's this Dan Lacey guy? And it was it was a big wake up moment. Yeah. You know. Um, we throw yeah. around these names and to us, they're legends and great guys. But um, so I'm sure, you know, you're Jeff Malaski's to us, very, very important people. But to anybody who joined the league over the last even five, six years would maybe not know who he is. Yeah. And I mean, that it's, but if they look through the if they ever take the time to look through some of the old photos, it's because of guys like Malaski. Right. And there's photos of Barber for sure in there in the old uh, Thunderbird jerseys from his early years. And I think he was, he and I were teammates on Boulders uh, the first Thunderbirds uh, season. And I put uh, together my list by going back every single championship team photo yeah. with player name is on the website. You can go from year one to year 15. Yeah. And so I just went back and was looking for like repeat names and like Enzi, for example, was one of those repeat names. I just saw him over and over and over again. And he's another one. And then there's still guys that are, I mean, obviously Campbell's going to be in there. You, when you leave, is going to be there. Eric Nash. I think Nash is playing again this year. He's on my team. Ruben drafted. Yeah. So Nash, there. Murray, like these, these are all people, but as long as they're still playing, uh, we don't want to forget them, but they're still fresh in people's minds. But I mean, Nash is, I mean, my goodness. We're running a little yeah. long, but I have two final questions. One, Please. do you think Matt Campbell, though he is still playing an active player yeah. in the league, do you think we just, put him in the hall of fame though he's active no but it's for sure he's going to be in there but you can't go in uh you know i mean he just for he, never mind the fact that consistently the best player probably in dsl history obviously you know we've got the brand but the a guy who's played that long and been one of the five best players every year he's ever played yeah to me he's the greatest dsler ever for that reason like player wise yeah, I, and right, actually, that, I should have asked the second question first. Sorry. <laughs> because 
Okay, so let's go to the second one and I'll explain why. Well, I just think you, if you got to be done uh, at least a couple of years, like I'm pretty sure Timpano and Aldred are not coming back, so they should be in. Brandon, you know, probably not coming back. Then the obvious, there's zero questions that they are in for uh, talent. And, you know, Brandon and Timpano captains, for sure. Yeah. Nash, but Nash is still playing. Uh, Murray still playing, right? So mm -hmm. I just don't, I think that the cool thing is that you have that thing, especially if, when the league keeps going in the podcasts, it's nice to like, oh, let's uh, now mention, you know, I, I love to hear when my name comes up in a podcast, I've got that ego too. So it's, it's fun to hear. Uh, I want it, it should be something that you get when you leave. Okay. I think that's fine. I think that's appropriate. That's basically the consensus answer I've gotten from everybody yeah. I've asked so far. The other one is, do you think that um, the hall of fame, like Dan Lacey has a Dan Lacey award and Nudio yeah. has a Nudio award. Do you think that the hall of fame should be titled the Dustin Waters DSL hall of fame? Absolutely not. I think that's probably the worst thing uh, I've ever heard you say on a podcast. And you've said a lot of <laughs> silly things. Now I would be willing to call it the hot dog hall of fame, uh, <laughs> but if you would accept that, but uh well, I think the no. Matt Campbell Hall of Fame makes more sense now after the all Mac, the Matt Campbell Hall of Fame. And like, you know, uh, and I, I think Matt Matt being a very uh, shy guy would probably think I'm being silly. And like, we've had so many amazing ball players, but just the fact that he's played, you know, he passed me probably last year for the most games ever played. Uh, he's played every single year and there's not a year he played where he wasn't one of the best players, right? Yeah. Uh, there are years where there were better players, uh, more successful, but he's been one of the best players for 16 years in yeah. the league. I think that makes him the, the greatest uh, DSL player of all time, just on consistency. You know, he's the uh, Hank Aaron in that sense. Right. Uh, so I, I think, and, and what a great, you know, face the fact at all the other things, keeping the website sandwiches, all of that. And just a, you know, what a pleasant, pleasant man. Right. So I agree to me, that's, that that's it. So if you were to call it after somebody, I would have to say if it's not after uh, the founders, like if it's not uh, Pam and Jo and Bolger and Dougie, then Matt Campbell, right? Uh, yep. I, I think uh, that that makes the most sense. That's my two cents, uh, ten cents. Since I I, un I unfortunately agree that we cannot name it the <laughs> Dustin Waters Hall of Fame. Um. You'll, you'll, you'll get your place. You'll get your well-deserved uh, honors when it's time. I'll talk about, I'd love to come on next year and talk about uh, how important uh, you were and, and uh, how happy you made me uh, when you took over as commission. That's why we need to make sure that somebody else gets another podcast so that people can continue to talk about you and I after we're gone. That's, that's all I care about. As long as there's an episode a year where they, people re remind the, the uh, new people, or even if they just remind me of who I am. <laughs> well duly reminded here today um thank you so much for taking your time and talking to us um hopefully you know as things open up a little bit more you can you can make a weekend trip on out here and and catch a game again pretty soon that would be awesome 